Hey guys, thank you for joining us again. We're here with episode two of Bicoastal. This is Bianca. I'm Gerard. Ooh, and welcome. Ooh, and welcome. <laughs> I <already> said that. <laughs> um, we got a lot of good feedback. Not a lot, but enough from last episode. Really good turnout. Pretty excited about it. A lot of positive stuff. So I feel good about it overall. Even though it was yeah, just our introduction. I know we got the whole, um, you know, the sound quality and stuff was a little off, but we know that, guys. We got that. And hopefully with the little tweaks we made, it sounds already, it sounds better already. Yeah. Not as, me not far away. Me not, not yelling at not. you. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to try and stop clearing my throat, guys. So we'll work on that. <laughs> I'm going to try to sound like I'm actually happy to be here. <laughs> That's our own critique. Remember last episode we said dragging? Well, yeah. we're dragging. <laughs> um, I'm saying I'm too much. But yeah, so that's pretty much that. If you guys haven't told anybody else, please feel free to. Yes, please, um, please, please. As of right now, was it yesterday you showed me we have like 20 followers, 20 views or something like that, or 11 followers? Yeah, and that's just on Spotify right now. And I sent the podcast to be reviewed by Apple, so I'm just waiting for that. But once it's approved, it like... Once it's approved, it automatically gets posted. So as soon as it gets posted, we'll let you guys know. Big time. We're going to be big time is what we're telling you guys. Also, I'm sure most of you have seen, but thank you to Risco for our media art. It's really great and really cool. I love it. Yeah, he did it pretty quickly too. I was surprised. Like, I'm not surprised, but he did it faster than I anticipated him doing it. Yeah, when it showed up yesterday, I was like, oh, okay. And I was zooming in on the letters just to see, like, if he actually did stuff. I'm like straight up looking for like monument pictures. <laughs> Where's that bear from California? <laughs> you might have to edit out me drinking. Yeah, that, I could do that. That's me, you guys, trying not to clear my voice. So it'll be about every three seconds. <laughs> so if you hear like a random <laughs> awkward gap, just know she heard her throat or I sounded very sad. <laughs> so it's gonna be a lot of like breakage uh well ca- catching up you said you had to tell me something oh yeah so yesterday i got a call and an email from work that i am now furloughed yes furloughed like, means for the the world for those of you who don't live in the united states or are not living on planet earth uh i got laid off because of the coronavirus Oh my Temporarily. god. So they paid me out from all my uh remaining PTO and sick time. So I received a check on Friday and then I received another check yesterday and now I'm not going to get paid again until we open again or until I start working. Um how much PTO did you have like enough? Sick time I mean. Is that why you were talking to your manager? Like what, what was he saying like he was I'm just telling me, like, after for... today, you can't, I can't talk to you about this, like, legally because of Macy's or something. He's like, obviously, I know he he still will, but because he's, like, super easygoing, super nice. Yeah. But he's like, technically, after today, you can talk to your DDV until Friday. And then after that, you can only access uh, my HR. Which we all know oh, how no, doesn't provide anything. anything. It is the worst <laughs> thing. <laughs> Like, I go into my HR with questions, and I leave with more questions. Like, first question, why HR? 
I hate. <laughs> I remember when they started sifting that all out, and I remember going to Stephanie, and she like handed me a card, and she's like, "I'm not allowed to do anything, but here's the HR number." I was like, "Are you kidding me? They're gonna send me right back to you because they can't do anything." This is it's worse. terrible. And and that was right when it got started. So don't worry, it's not any better today. Any I better. still I still ask my manager for everything because it's just so confusing. When I was, I mean, maybe it's not confusing. I'm just not giving it the time of day to learn because it's annoying. Yeah, it's it's unfortunate though because in order to do like the money saving and stuff like that, they took people out of stores and made it like random people in the country in an office who know nothing about you to decide and decipher whatever they need to about you as a, a a worker it's stupid so i applied for unemployment good because i mean i want to get like obviously i don't want to be sitting around like i want a job but i don't want to go to a job like i understand people need to but i don't want to go for a job where i'm putting myself where i just got out of being around people like i was in a mall surrounded by people i don't want to go into another job and be surrounded by more people and just like up my chances of contracting it. And there could be, there is hiring freezes. Zach's places, they have hiring freezes on them. So there could be a lot of companies that even in the state that we're in, you're not going to be hired anywhere. Who's going to hire you if places are being closed down. So it's literally just like you said, there's freezes, but where am I going to go? I'm going to work at target or Costco or like some type of like grocery store, which I don't, I don't, I just don't want to put myself if I don't have to. And like, I know like, Luckily, Francisco hasn't been affected by it. So, like, he's still getting, like, his normal pay. Yeah. So, that's helpful, but it's just stressful. And, like, I know I'm not the only one going through this, obviously. but And I know people have it worse, but it's still very stressful. It still doesn't change it because now you have to kind of figure out what you're going to do from, like, today on and where your path's going to take you. And it's, I mean, like you said, everybody has it, but every everyone's situation is different. And how they perceive it is their own, you know, you you getting laid off you'll find, you know, your way out of it. You'll have your own struggles. Someone else, the same position. It's just a different experience. You know, your life is different than their life. So it's just as hard. It doesn't make it like any easier because you know that 3.3 million people are with you. Like that's not the right. way you want to unite. Yeah, if we're going to unite over our unemployment, <laughs> like, we really, we really need to think about <laughs> I'm not pulling the guitar out for this one. <laughs> I'm sorry to hear that. You're going to be fine though. Yeah, I know. And like, I'm trying to use I it. I hate saying that, I, by the way. I don't want to sit there and say, you're going to be fine. But And like, luckily, my parents have like said, don't worry about like what help you. But I don't like borrowing money from people. Like give me money for like a gift. Like I'm fine. But I don't like borrowing money from people because I know eventually I'm gonna have to pay it back. And that just causes me more stress. Yeah. Like, obviously, I don't have an option. Like I need to borrow money. If not from you, then like, from like Francisco said, he could help me out. But he's like, it, it doesn't matter who I get help from, I'm gonna have to pay you back. Even if you say I don't have to, I will. You're gonna want to. Yeah, that's who you are. You're gonna pay them back. It's just, it's just in your genetics, your genes, your bloodline, your DNA. I'm like, here's a dollar. You're like, I'll pay you back. Even when we do coffee, you're like, I'm like, you're like, no. I'm all, huh? So you have to. Get, I'm like, that's why I'm always like, then get me a coffee later, because you're not paying me two seventy six back. That's stupid. Literally two seventy six through Cash App. <laughs> yeah. Which I will get every single time for <laughs> <before> coffee. <laughs> but I'm just like using this as an excuse to like, they provide in the paperwork, like if you don't plan on coming back after the furlough, this is what the steps you need to take. So then my next question is, are you going to leave with the hope that you'll find something? Or are you going to use that as a back brace? Well, I want, case, like, I'm going to keep find it. Something. 
Yeah, I'm like looking, but everywhere that I'm looking, it's like everywhere is on hold or like on a freeze. So yeah. every all the jobs that I'm because like I look every day, but it's the same jobs that have been posted for like the last two months because no one's putting out anything. Right. Man. And so it begins. But so, I mean, it's just a good excuse to like put more time into this, put more time into like my writing thing that I'm doing every day. Well, you can just like, turn it's good, but it's bad. Yeah, I mean, it, it sucks. But if you if it if you're in this position for right now, like you said, take advantage of it in a good way. Find things that you normally don't have time for because your whole writing thing is really cool. You do that what every single day. Yeah, and if I don't, like, I never go more than a day without doing it. Yeah. So. And then you can like do things like exercise, which brings us. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I did start exercising. How was it yesterday? Um, I'm so sore. Like my legs are so sore. I woke up in the middle of the night because I had to pee, and like I, I sat, I sit down when I pee. I don't care. Oh my god! I'm gonna blast him because we'll never talk to him. Remember, Rob does too. Nine times out of ten, I sit down to pee, and I don't care. Like I, I don't want to. I don't want to stand. Way too soon. It was like day three and he's like hi i'm rob i sit down when i pee and i was like oh my god me too <laughs> we have so much in common <laughs> we go from this like from here <laughs> and i pee and i pee in my sink like when Risco's peeing too or just no like okay so our sink this is kind of people think it's gross but it's convenient i think and what's the difference like i rent like i will turn the sink on and flush it down but like if people are here people are visiting i won't do it obviously <laughs> i'll spare you that moment <laughs> But like our sink ends perfectly at where I need to pee, so like really? I don't have to. Yes, you don't have to. Like, you don't have to move like, your your peen up or down. Like maybe I have to go on like my tippy toes like a little bit. Okay, because I'm trying but to like I was there. But it's like it's like obviously you saw it's like a freestanding sink. It's not connected yeah. to like a a counter or whatever. Yeah. So it's like the perfect height. But anyways, I woke up in the middle of the night to pee, and it hurts so bad to sit down to pee and to stand back oh, up because I'm so sore, and it's just body weight. Yeah. But it shows, like, I haven't gone to the gym in, like, a month and a half to two months. I've gone, but, like, not uh, religiously. Like, I went, like, one day. Like, I'll go on Monday, and then I won't go again until Friday because of, like, how busy it's been at work. And, like, we've been going in at, like, five every day. And school was happening, and, like, that was taking so much of my time. So I wasn't going to the gym in the mornings. Yeah, that's right. Because I remember you going, like, every single time. But, yeah, especially when you're in in Hollywood. So I don't want to go to the gym after work in the afternoon. It'll be so crowded. It's already crowded when it first opens at 5 a.m. I can only imagine at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah, 4 or 5 p.m. Not even fucking worth it. No, thank you. And Hollywood people. And I'm like a walking twig. And then everybody in there is just like, everyone in there is just like jacked. So I don't want to, I don't want more people to see me. Hey, guys. (laughs) Literally. Yeah, I did what everyone knows. I bought that stationary bike because so I found out that here everything like the parks and stuff are still open only because Zach wants to shoot his bow. So he looked it up and he's like, you could golf. And I was like, thank gosh, because I do that all the time. But he ended up telling me that the parks and everything are still open. So technically, we could still be doing that stuff. But I told him I don't want to because I yeah. still have to take the kids. I don't when I do my cardio in the mornings before all of this happened, I would leave. I'd take Hunter to school, go to the park, be gone for an hour and do my running or walking, you know, for that three miles. So I said, I can't do that now. I can't take Maya. I'm not taking Hunter. So which I'm not saying he was objecting to it. But now that I actually have it back, it feels nice. And the bike is not easy. It's not like... I was thinking like it's not as 
effective, but it really is. It really is. So it's nice to have it back. Something to do because I can't stand not having something to do like that. But like you, go on. I told Francisco I want to go. Like I'm trying. I don't want to force him and I don't want to push him and be annoying about it. But I would really like to go to my parents' house. Like I really would like to go back to Phoenix since we're here for like a a month longer. And only because you should. Because I told him like here I do the same thing every day, and like because we're confined to this space and like. Obviously, we live in LA, so even if you walk, go on a walk, you're still going to run into people just because it's it's just so dense here. So I said, I, at least if we go to my parents' house, like I I can like go bike riding and like I could bike ride through the neighborhood and still not see anyone because they live like right next to all these fields. I can go for a run. Like I'm not like I could still do what I'm doing here, but I could do more and we could have more access to be outside and not worry about being near people. He'll be closer to his parents. I just, like, I want to go so bad just because, like, have more space. Like, this was fine for doing this for two weeks, but a month longer in here, like, I'm going to go crazy. And I don't want to go by myself, and I don't want to leave him, but I really would like to go. Yeah, I, I think you should. Here, I know it's, like, when you're quarantined with everybody, but even right now, like, we're in the same house, but we're not running into each other. You and Risco have nowhere to go. Literally no. And it's nothing against him, nothing against me. It's just I would like more space. Yeah, I mean, you, you, uh, and it's not like you want to escape each other. It's that it's okay to want to have a moment, and you guys have nowhere to do that. Before you were going to work, you had school, you had he had work, you know, you guys had your outings. Now that's not even possible. So for you guys to at least take that trip, and like I said, he'll be closer to mom and dad. And I said he he could do everything that he does here. Like he has such a small area here to sew. He could sew at my parents' kitchen table. He could sew. And, like, my parents still go to work because, like, my mom works for the bank. She has to go. My dad works for the city. He has to go. Yeah. So um, we'll still be by ourselves 80% of the day. But we no different have than have contact. I mean, I yeah, have. No, it's so I'm going crazy she, here. When I saw Suzanne the other day, she told me that her and the family were going for a walk. And I opened the door and I saw her. And just seeing her face was, like, amazing because it was somebody other than Zach Hunter and Maya. And it was just like, I couldn't, I was like, Oh my God. Hey, Oh, hi, hi, hi. Hey Finn. Hey guys. You're like, you're hi, like Tom Hanks on Castaway. I literally was like, this is so great. Could you stop? So I could stare at you guys. So it's like, I understand it, but it's just you two. If I, you know, like we have, I have three other options and Hunter's a viable option, even though he's only five, but I have like Zach for the older portion, Maya for annoyance and son for love. So I get it in all aspects. Mm-hmm. And if I need to be left alone, but you guys definitely need some sort of communication outside of you too. And it would be good. And FaceTime can only do so much. Let's be honest. It's not the same. I FaceTime with my dad for like two hours the other day. And I was like, it was nice. But you know, even him, after I got off the phone with him, he texted and he's like, I really miss you guys. I need to find a way to go and see you after everything happens and is done for because it's, it's just FaceTime. So hopefully maybe after today I can like seriously talk to him about it. Well, <clears throat> I think you guys should, you can always just like, I said, we don't have to be there for the month. Like if we go there and we're there for two weeks and yeah. we decide like we want to come back. Cause it's like, okay. The two weeks of interaction with other people was good enough. And like, we've been by ourselves for two weeks. My parents have, like, if we were to get sick, we would have gotten sick already. So, obviously, we're fine. Yeah. You guys are so, I think okay. we're good. So, should we get into our main topic today? Yes. 
So the topic today, as we said last, okay, so last episode, we used the term body dysmorphia. Um, we're not going to have anything on this episode or this in, in this podcast called like correction corners or anything like that. I think it'd be good for us to correct things, but we'll do that on each episode. So with that being said, last episode, we used the term body dysmorphia. Gerard and I have always loosely said that because it basically blankets the concept of how we feel and what we mean when we say that. But the true definition of body dysmorphia is not actually where him and I stand. So we want to get that out in the air. It is a very serious illness. Um, It is something that affects people greatly. It is an unfortunate thing. And as two people that suffer with mental illness and stuff like that, um, we understand that it's not something to be taken lightly. So with that being said, do understand that when we said that from the first time, it's not actually in the sense of true definition, but in our minds of how we view our image of our body, um, we do have issues. Um, you know, you did say last time that yours is not at my level, but not at body dysmorphia level, but somewhere safely in between. Yes. Somewhere in the murky waters in between. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, yeah, so we know that we just wanted to let that be known to you guys. Um, we, everything that we say from this point on, we do take very seriously. We are going to laugh about certain things. We are going to joke because let's be honest, if you can't, then what the fuck are we living for? And I, I can't be serious for anything. Like I would love to be serious, but if I'm having a serious conversation, I'm going to laugh about something. Yeah, we are going to laugh because we struggle because we we spend our time alone not laughing, struggling. <laughs> <laughs> so I I feel like you should go first. Say your thing because I think um I just think you should. Okay. Cheers. <laughs> so um, growing up. I was always, like, a overweight, like, chunky kid. And, like, for as long as I can remember, I always got made, fun of got made fun of for it. And then when I was in high school is kind of when it all changed because um, I think just, like, when you're in high school and you're surrounded by, like, that's when you start really becoming aware of, like, your body and other people. And, like, that's when, like, you start, like, relationships and stuff like that. So you just are more aware of how you look. So I want to say, like, maybe sophomore or junior year I think it was sophomore going into junior or junior going into senior I joined the track team and that's like when it like went downhill real fast (laughs) it had to have been it had to have been sometime earlier because we established that I met you in 2011 so and you were already thin then I think it was like when I was because I knew you when I was in track right because I would like make jokes like I was terrible at track no I didn't know you when you were track so then maybe it was before so maybe track happened and then I'm Zach met you. Yeah. I just know, like, it was the end of 2011 when Zach and I came into each other's lives before, and you were already thin. Although we may just not have known each other enough for me to know you were on track, but you never talked about it. I didn't talk about it. Only the people that I was in track with knew I was in track. Like, I didn't want my parents going to any of my track meets. Like, I wasn't in, like, I wasn't in track to, like, be do in well. Track? Or, like, yeah, I was just in track to, like, force myself to have, like, some sort of physical activity because... So, like, I would – obviously, if you're in any kind of sport, you're supposed to eat more. Duh. You're wasting energy. You need to eat. To, but I would drink, like, these meal replacement breakfast shakes. That was, like – it was, like, a, a powdered, like, milk substitute type thing that I would add to milk. It was, like, a 
my mom used to get them from Costco. I don't know. They tasted delicious, but it was basically chocolate milk and it had like protein, blah, 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 blah. So I would drink that in the morning. I would, at lunchtime, I would eat like carrot, celery, and ranch. Oh my God. And then I would go to track. And then at the end of the day, I would like have like hardly any dinner. And I would do, I did that all of track in. I think when I started, I was like 180 pounds or like one, between 170 and 180. And I think the lowest I got was like one t- between 110 and 115. And when I was 110 and 115, I still thought I needed to lose more weight. Oh my God. You were at, <clears throat> you were at the same weight I was when I was is- issuing drugs into my body. Another topic, but, and even then I was like, I'm fine. <laughs> And this is, like, so, I don't think gross is the term, but, like, no one at school said anything. Like, no one was, like, worried about how I looked. The only people that were concerned were my, like, my parents, like, sorry, my, this still makes me mad to this day. But, like, my mom is, like, if you don't, like, get control of this, like, you need to eat more. If you don't do anything about this, we're going to take you to the doctor. Yeah, I remember you telling me about that. And But the thing is, when... The problem with being in high school and going through something like that is we're all self-absorbed. We really right. don't technically care about anyone as much as in the same regard as we really do care about everyone. But our whole entire life is, you know, it's we're self-absorbed. So when we see, like, your friends see you going through this, they're, yeah, they see it. But, you know, it's like there's so much other stuff that's going on in our lives as high schoolers that it's like, meh. Mm-hmm. we don't actually face it as an issue i mean everyone is like that's what makes high school so dangerous is that it's someone should have said something about it not saying that they don't care obviously, right but like it's like they have their own stuff going on or like but they're just like oh my god want to be who doesn't want to be thin and look good in high yeah. school like oh my god Jordan, i mean i'm not saying i looked good when i was thin <laughs> in high school let me tell you right now i had the grossest haircut <laughs> but everyone had like five Everybody had that ugly side soup Justin Bieber haircut in like 2011, 2010. And I was guilty of it. And it was the worst fucking thing I've ever done. I see pictures now and I'm so mad. <laughs> I know. I see you. I'm like, this is golden. It's so ugly and I'm so pissed that those pictures exist. Because I was already like, I'm older than you. So when I was in college or after, that's, you know, like that was <laughs> your whole style was like something that I didn't have to worry about. It's so good. <clears throat> But so yeah, I was at school one day. And my mom's like, or like a couple, like it happened a couple times. My mom's like, if you don't like get a control of this, like if you don't figure this out, I'm gonna take you to the doctor. So I have so to one- ask for. Just sorry to interrupt you. I have to ask for listener purposes. I already know, but why were you mad at your mom for that? Because like she went behind my back and did it, and like because I thought like I was fine in my head. Like what I was doing was normal. Like I'm just like I'm tired of being overweight. I'm sick of being made fun of. Like I would wear like under armor, like, you know how like people who work out wear under armor stuff like the, like is right against their body. I don't know what the correct dry fit type things. Yeah. Not spanks, but like spandex. Yeah. And I would wear that under my t-shirts to like hold in my body. And I would wear one like every day to school because like I was so embarrassed about how I looked. You mean when you were overweight? Yes. Oh, okay. Like I would wear one every single day and I was like, I'm just so tired of doing this. Like I'm, I'm tired of like looking like this. So then I, like I said, I thought like what I was doing was okay, but obviously it wasn't because my mom surprised me by having my dad pick me up from school and taking me to the doctor. And I was so mad. And he like, 
I don't know. I was just so pissed. And then they took me to the doctor. And basically, the doctor told my parents, like, he's borderline anorexic. If it gets worse, you need to bring him back. And you need to, like, take him to see someone. But in your mind, you didn't think you were no, in my mind, doing I was anything like, that consisted of being anorexic or having anorexic. Yeah, I was like, fuck you. I'm just trying to lose weight because I'm <laughs> I was literally 180 pounds. Like, obviously, the, the weight the weight loss happened drastically and very quickly. But I didn't think of it. Or I didn't think or see it as bad. I was just like, I need to lose weight. I'm fat. In hindsight now, how do you feel about it? See, this is sick because I don't think it. like I... I don't think it was an issue. I still don't think it's an issue. Like I just view it as like I lost weight, but I know that it wasn't healthy, but I'm like, I'm not. You see it as like, I did what I needed to do in my own knowledge to lose weight versus losing weight in the right way. I, yes, because I was so lazy and I was so like, I ate a lot and I would eat to like being uncomfortably full and I would just eat to eat. I, I don't know. I just would I wasn't trying to like fill a void or anything, but I was just eating to eat and I had like no, I felt like I had no limit. Like I could eat. Okay. So this is what I would do. (laughs) (laughs) We're about to break it down. (laughs) When I was in like sixth and seventh grade, I uh, took a bus to school. So I would not eat breakfast, obviously, because I was like, I didn't, I would never have time to eat breakfast, but I would go to school, eat lunch at school, come home, eat another lunch, like a full box of macaroni and cheese to myself. Then dinner would come and I would eat a full thing of dinner. And then I would probably eat like a, a dessert or a snack later on in the night. And mind you, I had no physical activity. So binge eating? But yeah, but like I, was, but I wasn't even hungry when I would eat. Like from what I can remember, I wasn't even hungry when I would come home and eat that food. I would just eat the food because like I'm not in a sport. What the fuck else am I going to do with my time between me getting off the bus and my parents getting home? Which eventually, over time, either what made you overweight and or kept it consistent where you were at a heavier weight. Because even if you think about it then on that spectrum, depending on however you would see that or however somebody professional would, you know, diagnose that, overeating and binge eating is also an issue, right? Right. You have emotional eating, you eat because you're sad, you eat because you're fat, you keep eating, you eat because you're not happy with your life, you eat because you're depressed. I mean, you're seeking some sort of So it's kind of like, and like, I think about it now, but I don't know, like, was I eating to like take the place of something? But I like, I always got, I don't know, but like, I know that I didn't have very many friends when I was in grade school, when I went to like sixth, seventh and eighth grade, when I went to a charter school, I had friends, but I had like maybe one or two really good friends, but like, I still got made fun of when I was at school before that I got made fun of. I didn't really have friends. People picked on me. Like, they either called me gay or they picked on me because like, I was like the teacher's pet or they would pick on me because I was fat. And like, I don't know if like I was eating to like take place of like maybe not having that close of relationships with people in yeah. school or I felt like I'm getting picked on for being fat. What am I going to do about being fat? I'm just going to eat more because I don't give a fuck, even right. though I really did care. But like I said, I don't know if that's why I was doing it, but thinking about it now I that's the only thing I could think of and not to blame my parents but if you have like a chubby kid or like an overweight kid you should like try to like at that when you're that young of age you don't you know but you don't know and it's like kind of, I feel like I they should have said something or like maybe make my portion, yeah like 
try to make portions smaller or something like my I do know that my dad would like make me go to wrestling practice with him and I hated it and maybe that was like maybe they (laughs) yeah maybe that was like their thing together they decided like maybe we need to just make him go with you so that way he could be active because I was very inactive and would you say that you're a different personality from them though the other two Zach and Nathaniel oh completely maybe it was like they didn't maybe know how to approach it to I don't want to say fix you, but I mean, I guess you'd have to, we'd have, you'd have to ask them like how they felt about it, you know? Cause like even now, Bernie, when you listen to this, you know, we always joke about Zach eating healthy. So it's like one of those things, like it, it, did they genuinely think that you were just eating healthy? You know what I mean? Or you just had a good appetite. So it wasn't something that they really necessarily saw as bad, you know, in their mind where that's maybe why they didn't say anything. Because you yeah. haven't, I mean, you haven't shown any weight gain, obviously, since you decided that ranch and celery was like your go-to, right? You've been pretty consistent. And I know we've joked about it and, you know, like our habits, eating habits, that's why we're talking about it now, is because we recognize, you know, how we eat. Yeah, there, there's like ambulance. We live right near a hospital, sorry. We live like right near a children's hospital and right near a normal like hospital and there's always ambulances in our neighborhood because it's like they take a shortcut to get there but that has like affect all of this has affected to like how I see myself now like I know I'm still don't weigh 180 pounds like I think I'm probably like around 130 now but like I see myself now and I still see myself in the mirror when I see myself I still see that 180 pound kid even though I know I don't weigh that much anymore I can't change how I see myself, which I, like I said, I know this isn't like, I'm not by myself. Like everyone, I'm sure everyone has this type of issue, but like it, it affects me to where like, if I feel like I look overweight today, like if I eat a big meal Tuesday, then I will be very cognizant of Wednesday and I will eat less on Wednesday to make up for what I did on Tuesday. But if I eat too much on this day, then like the next day I won't want to be intimate because I feel like I look overweight or I, if I know Friday I'm going to go out and have drinks with people, then I know on Thursday I need to watch what I eat and I know I need to eat minimal on Friday so I can feel my best about myself when I go out in my clothes. For everyone that's listening, this is why we're talking about it. So I guess where you would come from that is, do you think that, like, yeah, you said I recognize that that's not healthy, right? Like, that's not yeah I know it's not healthy yeah like that's really concerned about it but I can't fear of you going back to what you were before even though that was a long long time ago there's always a chance that if you let yourself go your your fear is you're going to go back to that 100 and let's say a little higher maybe like 190 yeah 180 190 because even now like where you're at you're taller than me and you weigh less than me so I weigh like 140. So you're like 10 pounds less than I am, which in reality would not be realistic to your weight. Right. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like, it is understandable though, because when you do look in the mirror, your only thing is that you are focusing on now the problem with images. Okay. Now I'm down to a certain weight, but I need to maintain whatever this weight is, but you're going to sit there and nitpick every single little thing on your body you know, whether it's like pulling a love handle, that's maybe not even a love handle or something like that, you know? So it's like in your mind, you're like, oh my gosh, this is me now study on that course to gaining weight because I have this little bit. 
But in your mind, you're not thinking, okay, well, I just ate something maybe an hour ago, and that's going to sit, rest and settle in my stomach. And of course, I'm going to have a little bit of that weight that's, you know, from eating and stuff. If you just stopped eating all day, you probably wouldn't even have a, you know, like any kind of like weight fluctuation. Because like when you weigh yourself, they always say like weigh yourself once a week, early in the morning before a shower, toothbrush, and about like right after a bowel movement, don't drink water or anything. That's your true weight. So in the day, if you were to sit there and then eat a piece of bread, some water, a smoothie, you've now affected your weight in some way, right? You were ready to retain water, whatever. So it's like, and even, if I, even if I'm going to go out on, like I said, if I'm going to go out on Friday or on the weekend on a Saturday and I eat, like, I know I have to eat something because I'm going to go out drinking. Even if I eat like a piece of toast, I still feel bad about myself because I know like, even though I ate that, that's going to it's like carbs. So it's going to make me a little bloated or I'm going to feel like I don't feel my best even later on at, at night, even though I know I have to eat something like my thought is like, I won't eat. I'll watch what I eat Thursday. I won't eat Friday, but I'll eat after I go out on Friday because I know like, Oh, I don't care how people see me now. Cause I'm about to go to bed. I'm just like drunk. I want food. Right. And like, if I see myself in the mirror, I still see myself being overweight. But if I see a picture of me, I realize that I look thin, but what I see in the picture is not what I see when I look in the mirror. And this is very sad. <laughs> yeah, it is. You might break your mom's heart and you might get another surprise doctor visit. <laughs> <laughs> like maybe, maybe you go go see your parents. <laughs> She's like, I heard of this really great program. I guess it's something that um which I'm sure everybody's gonna want to know. Is it something that you are trying to fix that you want to fix or are you making little changes in your day-to-day to to get out of that mentality from where you're at because you remember a long time ago we talked and you started seeing somebody like a personal trainer and they gave you like a whole synopsis of like how much protein you have to have and you're telling me like there's no way with the amount of working out that I'm doing that I can even get close to that kind of nutritional value for my body to be where I want to be so you started slowly letting certain stuff back into your life to get that proper nutrition to make up for you working out. And when I did that, when I was going to him and for, I want to say maybe for like four or five months, I was going to the gym religiously. Like I started noticing changes, like my chest started getting more defined. My, the problems that I have with like my sides were like going away. My stomach was getting flatter, but then school happened and I was, I don't want to use school as an excuse, but like I, uh, it was like my senior capstone. So I was doing a lot more work. And so I stopped going to the gym so I could have more time in the afternoon to concentrate on home. Like if I don't go to the gym, I can get home like an hour earlier. So like that's an hour more I can have with my homework. And it was like, I was working with a real client with my group. So like we would, they would send stuff all day. Like, cause some of them didn't have jobs cause they're like obviously in school. Yeah. So they would like be working all day. So like I'm at work all day getting email notifications and like text messages about what's going on with the group and the business. So it was just like, I need to dedicate as much time as I can. And then that's when like it fell off. But you can, you will, and you can get back to it. Cause I will admit like you 100% did change. You could see like definition in your arms. I remember when you showed me and it was all for the good and you were still eating, correct? Yeah. I was like make, I was eating X amount of, grams of protein to get to where I needed to be and that's when I realized like I really could eat the amount of protein that I need to be eating I just need to like put the time and effort into wanting to um I guess better myself in that sense yeah 
Because like every, I mean, we know obviously like your body needs the energy to function, rebuild, build, sustain, you know, so any kind of workout that you do, if you're not eating, you're not doing anything for your body, but you were 100%, you know, looking completely different, like actually turning into, I guess, what, like an actual body or something Mm -hmm. that, you know, you really wanted. So even though you've fallen off now, are you having these moments where you feel like, okay, I'm failing again, and now you're overthinking your food? Or is it just, I know in the future that we're going to get back to it, I just need to keep working out, and then slowly getting back onto that good diet? Still to this day, if, if I know that I'm going to go out on Friday, then I know Thursday I will try to eat less. And then on Friday, I won't eat anything throughout the day. I'll just eat like a coffee. I'll just get a coffee, and then I'll have like a small snack when I get home from work. Or maybe like a granola bar or something. So that way I still feel good about myself when I go out on Friday. Like it's still, I still do that to this it's day. Still, yeah. And you don't. And like I said, I know what's wrong, but if I don't do it, then I don't feel good about myself and I don't want to go out. In other words, thanks a lot to you fucking bullies back in like fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth grade, you stupid dicks. Cause <laughs> we like, like, I don't need to see a therapist, but I, it, uh, I'm, it's not an excuse, but like, I didn't have the time to do it. Like I was in school, I was working. Like I literally on my, my entire day was booked. Even on weekends, I was booked from homework. What if you do things like, um, like actual therapy, like they have so many options for therapy after everything settles down and stuff, actually seeking therapy easier way. I mean, you don't have to just necessarily do in person. Although face-to-face is really nice when it comes yeah, to like, that. Now that I'm done with school, like when everything gets back to normal, like we can all go back to our lives and this is, handled this coronavirus situation then I really want to find a therapist to go to like after work because I know like you don't meet every day you meet like once a month or like once every other week but I really need to see someone about it yeah because they'll make I mean it'll start off at a certain way like a certain amount so based off of like your first session they'll be like okay actually you know like when I first started therapy I think I was like twice a week then I was once a week and then I just slowly stopped seeing her because we kind of realized quickly. I mean, I was pretty open with the therapist. I wasn't like in the TV shows where they're like, I don't believe in therapy. I don't have time for this. I'm better than you. I know what's wrong with me. No, I was like, listen, I'm at a really bad time in my life right now. And I'm going to fucking spill it for you. And I need you to fix me somehow. (laughs) (laughs) The bitch is crazy right now. But it's good that you, it's good that you're self-aware. It is unfortunate and it is heartbreaking to know that you feel that way. Um, it is probably going to be very new news for everyone else. For me, I've known this about you. So if I'm not reacting everybody to the way that you had hoped, like I'm (laughs) in tears, it's because again, like we told you, this podcast is to shed light on the normalcy of certain things and our day to day. And that, you know, we understand the severity of certain things, but this is stuff that Jordan and I do talk about outside of that 20% of laughter and jokes. So it is heartbreaking, but it is very heartbreaking to know that's how you think every single day. You know, that you have, your mind is constantly adjusting to appease to something that isn't there, right? Because you mm-hmm. are thin, but you see something else. But it is good that you're aware of it and that you yourself want to go see a therapist because at the end of the day, we're not going to be able to do that for you. We can't, you know, or it is going to be something where you get mad at us because we, forced you to do something before you were ready to do it and then AKA my parents yeah <laughs> <laughs> and then here like, we are I'm glad they did that because it was like not eye-opening but 
like at the time I was super pissed, but like I understand why they did it now. They, they needed to. That's just flat out true. Like you can't go from 180 to 110, and then and that was like in the span of like I want to say two to three months. Like it was very very fast. Yeah, that's just it is that is 100 percent what they should have done. Like that would be like if if and like, excuse me when you never have kids, but if you happen to have a kid and you yourself saw that happen, you would do something about it. And your whole entire thought of, I don't give a shit what happened, like their opinion on this. I don't care. Like if Maya were to do that or Hunter were to have something, I do not care about their emotions or their feelings about it. You can hate me. That's fine because that's our job, right? To see it. So it's like, yeah, in hindsight, yeah, it sucks because they did it at the time, the way they did it. But it, like you said, you understand why they did. And I want my therapist to be a gay man or a gay woman mm-hmm. or just a woman. Women are pretty good. Because like, I think that also being gay has to like do with how I see myself. In the world, in the sense of. And like the sense of like, what's attractive. Pause. I have to pee. No, you can just go and I could just like turn it off. Okay. Like I could just keep it going and then just edit that part out. I'm going to go pee real quick. I'm sorry. All this non-clearing in my throat. <sighs> Can we have like the music, like jazz, Muzak? <laughs> Elevator music. Wow. Don't worry, guys. I'm back. I made it. And I'm pounds lighter. <laughs> so I'll finish, I'll finish my thought real quick so then we could jump to you. Um, oh, I was saying that I want a, a gay man or a gay woman or a woman mm-hmm. as my uh, – uh, therapist or anyone that's under like the LGBTQ uh, umbrella because I felt that being gay and like being around or seeing what is considered attractive in like the gay community might be affected might affect how I see myself also like we see if you think of like any gay representation in media or I guess anything really what do you think of you think of like a still like a buff attractive white man yeah and so i to give like a little fact about that i was in my last semester school i was studying lgbt issues and it talked about being a social worker for the lgbtq lgbtq plus community and obviously that's not what i plan on doing but it was just really uh interesting like all the data and facts that it gave based off of like how uh anything affects the community like family issues where you're raised how the intersection of your your ethnicity, your family income, and your social status can affect like how you view or experience the world. Right. So one portion was about um, eating disorders, and um, which was like my favorite, just because like I connected to it so much. And um, it just gave like percentages, like forty two percent of men who have eating disorders are gay. Uh, gay and bisexual men are seven times more likely to binge and 12 times more likely to purge than heterosexual men where I'd never binged or purged. Like I would never eat too much or make myself throw up because I was like, I'm not going to ruin my esophagus. Like I just won't eat. Right. <laughs> like I'm, I'm going to damage in a different way. <laughs> yeah, I'll damage my, my mental, <laughs> I damage my physical. Like nice try. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, what else? It, it was just really interesting and it gave so many, it was just eye opening to see that how different aspects of your identity can affect. So like a white uh, bisexual woman will, will experience her bisexualness in a different way that an African-American black, 
an African-American bisexual woman will experience her bisexual life. So do you think by having a gay therapist, um, they will be more apt to understand and relate to how you feel in your upbringing? Yes. Is that what the hope is? Yes. Okay. So, I mean, an LA full of them, LA probably has too many gay people. Yeah, so you probably have to sift through all the gays versus like everyone. Like, there's you know, probably too many gay therapists and not enough gay therapists. <laughs> that's You're going to have to sift them through categories to break apart who you want more than just man or female. So once you get to female, lesbian status, then you're going to have to figure out from that point, like, okay, now how am I going to subcategorize you guys to get you down to that lucky one? (laughs) (laughs) My, um, is poor connection. Sorry. So if it's, you haven't, you haven't been cutting out. Okay, good. It's, I'm, I have it like up on my screen and it's telling me like where it's adjusting to. So enough about me because that was a very long time. Let's talk about you. So um, when I was in high school, I was loved. I had a great ass fucking body. <laughs> okay, I'm hanging up. <laughs> <laughs> like I w- I've never been hotter. <laughs> I was 2015 Bianca has nothing on high school Bianca, if you're wondering. <laughs> Which Gerard has met 2015 Bianca, and she is brand fucking new, <laughs> even though she's from the past. <laughs> um, so Gerard and I were talking about this uh, last night briefly, and um, my my two issues of body come from just being who I used to be, like we were just talking about. So I grew up naturally thin, fit, athletic. Um, so mine stems from having it like, I, like I said, I didn't in all seriousness, not in a way to jab. I didn't have body issues when I was younger. I never did. I did go through a point where like when I met Zach, I did weigh 110 pounds, but that was because I couldn't afford to eat, which I'm sure will be the topic of conversation later podcast. Yeah, for sure. Um, but I would have to say after I had, and even when I had Maya, I bounced back well enough. I was 21 when I had her, didn't have an issue. Had Hunter, obviously it was a little bit harder for me um, because I was older. I On my second kid, you know, your hormones are constantly changing. The dynamic of your body is constantly changing. So what was, was is not able to this time around. I did see a um, – my friend is was a personal trainer, so I was able to work out and lose the weight I needed to do. The problem is, and like we talked about last night, what happened to me that causes issues now is something that we both agree we will not talk about openly on this podcast. Just know it is a personal thing that happened um, a while back. And because of that, I now have massive insecurities in how I view myself um, as a I guess you would say an idealistic, good-looking person, a woman, if you will. Um, so, and I don't even know how we could even talk about this without, with it being so vague. But what has happened now is that I look in the mirror and I compare myself to someone who I'll never be. And the unfortunate part is, this person, this concept. Um, is to me far more perfect, far more beautiful. 
than me. So I don't know how to get out of that. So basically I'm competing with somebody that I'll never look as good as, and I don't know how to get out of that mindset. So for me, that means that I, like you, I cut carbs in my life because I feel like if you eat less carbs that I find that I lose weight. I started intermittent fasting. I started just fasting period. Um, There'll be times where I would focus solely on my weight too much. So if I weigh, like there was a point where I weighed like 155 pounds. So obviously that is overweight. It's not obese, but for my height, that is overweight. And I'm sitting here looking at me and then I'm looking at this person and I, I just find myself undesirable. I find myself ugly. I don't see anything attractive or pretty or beautiful about myself. So the only way I can do that in my mind is to change how I eat because that's my only controllable. Uh, the sad part is even when I do that, and I don't eat, and I eat less, or whatever it might be, or I watch what I eat, you know, whatever the factors are, at the end of the day, I still don't look how I, sh- I should, air quotes, for people who can't tell we're looking at each other. So it's a constant ballot, it's a constant challenge and a battle uphill, because I can't sit there and just love myself for me and understand that I'm, I'm okay where I'm at. Um, all I can see is I'm not like this person. So until I'm like this person, I'm failing, I'm ugly, I'm overweight. So, and like we've joked about it before, um, but I've literally filmed myself naked in slow motion, jiggling my belly just so I could see how ugly and upsetting it is because it's like, and it's just this weird distorted messed up thing in my mind where instead of saying, Hey, this is how far I've come. This is how good I've done. I eat better. You know, you are slowly progressively losing that weight. And instead of seeing that good change, I sit there and I focus on, yeah, well you might've lost this weight, but look how much you still have now. And when you're competing with somebody that is unattainable, and I say that in the sense of like, I can look at like this person in a certain way, of course, right? You could lose all the weight in the world that you want to, and you can have, but I'll still never be this, this subject or this concept, right? That's impossible because I'm who I am. And that's something that I can't change. But for me, my only controllable in that is how I eat. And because of that, I over analyze every single part of me. So I stare at myself naked in the mirror every single day, every single day. So yeah, and I can tell people like on the thing, like, yeah, I may not weigh myself. um, And I don't weigh myself because I know in myself that that's now unhealthy. Because if I weigh myself, I will trigger this thought of like, okay, well, you're not at the weight that you're supposed to be. Like you, like right now, I know that I got my goal weight of 140. I do want to lose five more pounds. I decided that because it's more fitting for my body. The problem is since this whole thing started, I know that I've gained weight back. So then what goes through my head is I'm right back to being unattractive. You're, you know, you have an ugly body. You're not perfect the way you are. 
So my fear is then I start sitting there and doing that thing again, where like the other day I showed you a picture and what did I have? A broth. And it's like in our minds, we're sitting here joking about it, you know, but it's very real as to why I do what I do because I'm no longer happy with how I look again because we've been sitting at home. And there's never like this logical thing in my head, like, well, there's a coronavirus going on and, you know, I've already been at home, so there's no excuse. But at the same time, I do realize like the kids are home more. So my attention is now drawn more to them instead of to me. I don't get to go outside and do the whole walking in the park, like we said, you know, so the cardio portion left me and I just see the weight gaining. But that's where my body image issues come from is I put this person next to me and I think, how can I look like this person? And I can't. And there's nothing worse than, and it's different than social media. So like social media, what we look at fucking thin, wasted, big titty, big ass girls all the fucking time, right? Her skin is flawless. That stuff doesn't affect me because it's not real. Not all of it, right? Like if it is good for you. You were chiseled by the gods, but you're one in a million, okay? And, and like, I can look at you and appreciate that you look good, but I know that, like, that is not you. Like, that is something that you, like, went to go get surgically enhanced or changed. So, like, I can appreciate that you look really good, but right. it doesn't mentally affect me because I know that that's not how you looked 15 years ago, 10 years ago. Right, like Nicki Minaj. Bitch, we appreciate your ass. You think. Yeah, don't get, me, go, don't get it twisted. <laughs> yeah, like love it for you it's getting a little too big for me but I still support it right (laughs) but so for that kind of thing like that's different because that's like you said we understand that's a different kind of world that's a social media world and I set that apart the problem with this is I'm comparing myself to a real life person someone who does exist and someone that I it just sucks. It's a it's a very hurtful thing to compare yourself to or feel the need to have to compare yourself to somebody and know that I, I won't ever look that way, but I'm still going to try and find a way to look that way because, and like I said, everyone listening, it's hard to explain anything past that because it just, the fact is it happened. You're not going to know any more of it. Don't fucking try and ask me. It's none of your business. Um, I know we said we'd be open, but at the same time, there's things that like are worth knowing we need to keep to ourselves. yeah it's worth knowing and some of this it's just not and this isn't part of it um but that's what makes it harder for me so that's where i have had a problem with and it gets really to the point of like there are some times where i'll never eat carbs for days and days and days and days and days and in reality Sweet we need carbs. carbs we absolutely do like it's healthy for you and it needs to happen um and it's just things like that where it's the same thing with you. Like if we go two days with eating like one meal of fast food, the next day I won't eat. That's just flat out what it is. I just will drink water. Uh, maybe I'll have a smoothie. But in my mind, I'm like, okay, well, if I'm going to have, if I had what we had last night, like McDonald's or Taco Bell, well, I can't eat normal today because I did way over calories yesterday and then some. So in order to even that out, I'm just not going to eat tom- tomorrow because I can't. Because if I do, I could possibly gain weight and then go back towards that original weight that I was. And I need to stay away from that. Even though it's like, I understand, like, when I tell people, like, I do have a good grasp and understanding about, like, you know, food and eating and, you know, macros and stuff. Like, 
you know, like my friend that, you know, is a personal trainer and I've done some like work on it. So I understand like you have to eat what you have to have for your body to necessitate and that eating does help you lose weight, all that kind of stuff. But it doesn't change the fact that I compare myself to somebody else. So I don't care about that at times. And when I do gain even one or two pounds, it hits me even harder because I see an overweight, fat, ugly person. I don't see a 34 year old who successfully had two kids you know, who once weighed 155 and now weighs 140, you know? So yeah, I lost 15 pounds, but I'm still, I still don't look like said person. So I'm still not satisfied in it. And I just fear any kind of access to food that I have will just make me gain weight quicker than really it would. And no matter how supportive Zach or how supportive Francisco are, like if this is how you think, like they could say, oh, you look fine. You look perfect to me. But no matter what they tell you, it doesn't register to you or I that uh, we believe or we see what they see because yeah. it doesn't match up to us. No matter how reassuring or how positive uh, your feedback or your compliments can be, it doesn't change what we see. Yeah. And Zach has said that before. Like he'll say it many times where he's like, it doesn't matter how many times I tell you that I think you're beautiful. If you don't believe it yourself, then it doesn't mean shit when I say it. So it's like, in a sense, yeah, of course, that's, you know, that is true. Um, But then I also have a way of like making like at certain times where I'm struggling weight wise, where I make it seem like it's a healthy thing that I'm doing, or yeah, I'm doing this for a reason when really, it's just like, I'm just sitting there thinking about everything that I ate too much of this whole entire week. And how am I going to sit there and, you know, negate that quickly, without having to, you know, make any you know what I mean like that's just it like okay I had way too like I'll even say it out loud I'm like why did we eat three days in a row fast food I had this and this and this I'm like that's not good so then I'm like sitting there thinking well my whole week's going to be pretty much null and void now because I had three big meals when in reality did it do anything I don't know probably not but to my mental state it did so I will suffer not suffer because it's not suffering really in, I mean, it is, but I'm not, it's not struggling. Like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm not struggling, like fasting for two days. It's just not good. But I, that's where my body issues come from. And um, I think it's interesting that you said you uh, will stare at yourself and record yourself because I don't stare at myself in the mirror when I'm naked. Like if anything, I try to not avoid it. Like yeah. a fucking plague. Like I hate <laughs> seeing my reflection naked. Yeah. And and that's the thing is like, I do too, but that's what the weird thing is, is that I put myself in that position to hate it, hate it more. So like I said, like, why are you filming your belly shaking in slow motion? That's disgusting. It's not needed. It's not going to end well. Yeah. And the thing is like, and I do it after I'm like three fourths of the day in, I've already had breakfast, a smoothie, a nice lunch. I took a walk. So of course my body is going to look obviously a little bit depleted and stuff. That's natural. Everybody's body does that. But I sit there and I'm like, oh, I'm grotesque. Let me sit there and film this and be really grossed out in myself. You're like punishing yourself. Like, yeah. You know, it's not going to end well. Yeah. But like, I want to be mad because then it's going to like, if, if I see this and I'm not happy with what I see, then it's going to make me do what I'm going to do to correct it in my head. Exactly. And whatever it takes, I'll do it. And I, and like I said, like, your thing is like, you want to see a therapist. My thing is now 
where I've been, because it's been a while since this thing has happened and I'm in a better place mentally. Um, And as everybody knows, like, or most people know, like I have an Instagram that's all for cooking and stuff. Well, believe it or not, I absolutely do eat all that stuff I cook happily and healthily. I do still watch my carbs, but I don't watch my carbs in the same way that I used to. So for me right now, you know, yeah, my only unhappiness is I could still lose five more pounds. But at the same time, when I started working out last year after we came here to Georgia, and then that three months of like how different my body got and how I did it on my own was so rewarding that that kind of positivity that I had in myself made me realize that, you know, I'm going to be okay, right? In the end, like I can look good and I can look good for me and myself and my mind and that I can look good not comparing myself to this person who I'll just never look, I'll never be, because I'm not that person. It's just not going to happen. So it, I've definitely has changed the wheels of motion, if you will. So I, I do, for everyone that's out there now, I do eat healthier and I do still eat. Um, I did bake a whole entire cashew cheesecake. And if you're wondering if I fucking ate it all, I did. <laughs> me and Maya did. And I think I finished it in like three days and it was guilt-free, uh, truly, because it was made from cashews. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was vegan, so I felt way better about it. <laughs> it, was like, it was light on sugar. It was all natural sugars. The crust was made from dates. So, and please. <laughs> and if you guys ever want to have guilt-free dessert, eat vegan dessert. Vegan dessert is so good. Like it's if you're so afraid bad. of vegan food, try vegan dessert. You will be very shocked, pleasantly surprised. And the thing is, you wouldn't even, you shouldn't even be pleasantly surprised because 80% of anything that makes it vegan is you take the fucking egg out. <laughs> so you take the egg out, you go from milk to almond milk. Um, you change the egg to olive oil and applesauce or banana, and you wouldn't even know two ways from your asshole what the difference <laughs> two is. Ways from your so don't sit there and say, oh, I don't do vegan. But when we hand you a vegan cookie because you think it's going to taste differently, when people say that, I just want to hit you with a car. Like you're dumb for saying that you don't do vegan food because you don't even know what constitutes a vegan cookie from a normal cookie. You act like we took the chicken meat out of it and you're like, not for me. Not nope. today, Satan. I like that chicken meat sprinkled on my chocolate chip cookies. <laughs> like, dumb. So yeah, that's that's me in a nutshell. That's my weight issues. But like I said, I am fixing it. I do. I am happier with where I'm at. Um, I do have moments right now where like I struggle here and there, but I do find ways to kind of get out of it and remind myself like you did so well. You lost that 15 pounds by yourself, Bianca. You know, you're going to Risco, I need you to be quiet. You need to be quiet. Over here slapping your ass. <laughs> <clears throat> so, yeah. But that's it. That's that's where I'm at. I mean, like, again, positive spin. It's all good. It's fine. But there was a while where, like I said, I just, my thing was I just wouldn't eat. I would just call it, like, fasting and put a nice healthy spin on it for a while. I mean, my fasting now is like truly fasting. So you guys, I do intermittent fast. Yes. I choose days that I know, like I'm going to be busy cleaning the house and stuff like that, but I'll still wake up and have like water, tea, broth, something small. And by the way, intermittent fasting means you just don't eat from 12 to eight and then you eat. So it's not like I'm not eating, but I've grown to understand eating anyways. Yeah. Eating past midnight. <laughs> no, he didn't. 
go away. <laughs> so yeah, I I am much I I will confidently say I am better mentally, but also being in Georgia, which you would understand when I'm telling you this, being in Georgia has taken me away from that headspace, right? That was in Arizona. Yeah. So when I was in Arizona, there was really no way for me to get out of that mentality that I had that was eating me alive and making me feel like the ugliest, most unattractive person that was out there in the eyes of the people who mattered. But now being here, it um, also, can you please keep that? I just had. <laughs> right. What Francisco just walked by the video and covered his breasts. Yeah. <laughs> really well. I might add <laughs> didn't see a thing. So yeah, I'm definitely in a much healthier mint space headwise now. Um, I do eat how I should eat for the most part. Um, I mean, there are moments where I do have, like I said, we'll eat like pizza one night, then it's like Chinese food takeout, you know, and then I'm like, wow, McDonald's. Okay. And then I'll sit there like, you fucking idiot. You know, you're, you're going to feel that tomorrow. And then like a part of me will say, okay, I won't eat tomorrow. And then I don't eat tomorrow. And then I kind of have to snap, my, snap myself back out of it. But that is where my struggle was or body issues. And even now, like I look at myself and I'm not really happy with where I'm at. Um, but I try and find a way to, I try, but it's like, if I were to scroll through my phone right now, if I'm going to be honest with you guys, there's probably a ton of naked pictures of me purposely taking angles that are unattractive. It's like, I don't really have to do that. But again, it goes back to me reminding myself in a negative way that you're not where you should be. And I say that loosely because I don't think I should be anywhere. I could right. just be, <clears throat> but you know, so I am still struggling with it. There are moments where I have issues still. Yes. But I'm not where I was at before when we were in Arizona, there was, that was probably going to take me a lot, a lot longer because it was there. That's where that whole negativity was literally at and it's still sitting there today. So it's helped me getting away from it and being able to kind of clear my head and not have to compare myself and just let me be me and work on myself. But honestly, like if we were to have pizza today, I don't think tomorrow's not going to be broth soup. Okay. Yeah. Just so you guys, Francisco wants, so Francisco made the artwork for us and his payment was chicken wings. And yes, <laughs> we're vegan, but Francisco has this like odd obsession with chicken wings. Like I understand liking food but his like go-to is chicken wings it's so good though you know we haven't found one here but don't get it twisted it's not like a good quality chicken wing it's literally wingstop i think we've eaten there have we but wingstop is like so bad it's good like As it's an, so it's so, so gross or i don't it's just like i could just go to like a pizza restaurant and get like a a, a higher grade of chicken wing I mean, it's it's still not going to be great, but I could get a better quality. But Wingstop is like, it's so gross, but it's just like so good. Where was that one place we went to? Pomeroy's? What was the what? place that had really good wings? Zach when? Always, uh, Zach would always want to go there. He would know. It's not Pomeroy's. In Phoenix? Yeah. Oh, Polano's. Like Polano's. There you go. That place has the best wings. Best they're wings. so they're so crispy. They're like not. They're not too drenched in sauce. Like it's the perfect amount of sauce. Like who doesn't love a crispy chicken wing? They're like the best proportion wing ever. Like you said, 
they don't even need the sauce because they're just enveloped in flavor and taste and crisp and juicy meat. It's just, where the fuck are my wings at? Honestly. My mouth is literally watering. And <laughs> imagine those wings with um with Anzio's ranch. Oh my god, everything I can't have anymore. Also, if you live in Phoenix, go eat at Anzio's once the coronavirus is over. They have And if you so- haven't, you're crazy. <laughs> if you haven't just if you subscribe to this podcast and you have any in it, Andy, just go ahead and unsubscribe. Unsubscribe. Please that don't talk to so us. Good. They it's, do have a group on pizza and yes. wings. Use it. So Worth good. It. They have the best ranch. Their pizza is good. Their wings are good. I used to always think Denny's Ranch was the best ranch until I had Anzio's Ranch. Denny's Ranch. I can literally eat Anzio's Ranch by like, like when we go there, we're like, just bring all the ranch you have to the table because we're going to use all of it. And we do. That's how I was with Denny's. But it was like three o'clock in the morning when we were drunk or after our concert when you could still smoke cigarettes inside. And we would order chicken tenders and uh, literally two big bowls of ranch. And it'd be like stirring so it down. And Denny's then- does have good ranch. Who? Denny's does have good they ranch. They do. But I always thought theirs was the best until Anzio's. And I was like, no, you're going to have to go back down to two now, Denny's. <laughs> So that's us in a nutshell. That was a pretty good one, yeah. I feel. Yeah. Um, I, I think it'll. Um, what what am I trying to say? I think it'll not eye opening, but I think it'll be like a good way to, for people to see that like people, not just us, but like people experience things that they that you might not be aware that they're experiencing. So like you should be conscious of like what you say around people because like. And I don't mean to like sound like a, uh, uh, what is it when you're like trying to be politically correct all the time? Mm. Politically correct all the time? (laughs) I guess so. But like, I think you should just like be careful what you say or if you know you have friends that like struggle with certain things, just like check in on them. If they know that you know, if they're like open with that kind of stuff about you, like it's just important to check up on them if if they struggle from like eating issues or mental illness or of any type you know what i mean yeah and that's especially in a time like this when people are like stuck at home and they're just like alone with their thoughts yeah this is like the time of any time that probably most of us are going to be struggling when you don't have mental illness you're struggling that's for sure because you're in a state of like what you're you're not it's a lifestyle you're not used to but then being having a mental illness and then being in this state just adds that much more anxiety to it and it's just something that like you know mental health is obviously still such a uncharted territory that needs to be, you know, when it comes to stuff like that, because it's something you can't see, you know? So if you can't see it, is it there? Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> but we, like we said in the beginning, the purpose of this podcast is to kind of normalize everything. And I know there's other co- podcasts that do it, but we're doing it anyways, because fuck y'all. Yeah, and it's literally. just like, we feel it. And like, it, this is a good example. Like Gerard and I both have, struggling with body and food but it's in entirely two different scenarios in a really different way like it's from the start his started rough from the beginning and has manifested into where he is today mine was not that way and then manifested into something else that was you know it was I guess out of my control I would say but it's where I'm at today and that's you know something that affected me later on is now affecting me now so it's the same issue it's just different but it's affecting us either way in a not healthy and or negative way 
And it's just like two sides to like what and a thousand sided dice. Like there's so many different ways. Like it affects someone. In some way. Yeah. So And no two ways are the same. And we just hope that by hearing this kind of stuff, and this will give you an idea from here on out, like how our podcast will be. This is basically the gist of it. So hopefully you guys enjoyed it and you got a little perspective of our 80% of talking that everyone was unaware of. (laughs) Because it's real. This is us. This is nice. I'm going to go cry now. I just need it now that I I really need to be alone with my thoughts for a second. I really need to just go. I'm not going to eat if you're wondering. (laughs) I am going to go eat, but I'm going to not be happy after. I've been I've been craving, and I I think we're gonna do it anyway. But um, I really want McDonald's fries. I love McDonald's fries, and I'm so sad they're not vegan. Like, why yeah. do they have to be? Why do they have to have beef fat in them? Because that's what makes them amazing. So good. Yeah, we I haven't miss- had, and I think they're still open because I I feel like America would find that as a necessity. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine like backwoods like Kentucky people that I shouldn't group people. But could you imagine if their McDonald's wasn't open, they would be pissed. Pissed. Look at my thing says knowing a little bit about everything isn't necessarily a good thing. Uh, yeah, it is. So be- I wonder what my co-star says today. Should should I check and let the listeners know what it says? Yeah, yeah, that was my. Probably something today. like "Don't be sad today." There is one that told me like "Don't talk behind your friend's back." So I was like, disregard. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for your input. Ignore. Also, there was an Amber Alert today in Georgia. Oh, my God. Can you guess what this one says? I mean, you're not going to guess, but <laughs> so then, no, this I... says, don't let your trauma lead you to situations that allow it to replicate itself. Oh, my God. Thank you. Wow. Pastor. That's deep. How super appropriate. <laughs> I need to go be alone with my thoughts now. <laughs> Yeah, they had. Like, I don't know if I should believe CoStar or not, but CoStar sometimes hits the nail on the head, which is probably like why it exists because it could like place you into any like situation and it makes sense to you. Yeah, there's some that like, how do you even navigate through this? I can't even remember how you can. I literally just keep CoStar to like get a little drag every once in a while with its notifications. Yeah, there's some that are like, they're they're just draggy. How do you look at your whole, oh, yesterday was Be Reckless. Wait, why don't I have you on CoStar? Mine was, there's, yes, the other day is there's no one meaning of life, only the variety of human interpretation, which is appropriate for today. Is your, uh, is your CoStar Not- connected to your, uh, con- to your, what's your username, I should just say? Not your cup of B. Um, by the way, your CoStar, for everyone who doesn't know, is basically what, like an astrology app, astrology like. thingy, but it goes into me like not just your birthday. Um, it's more like time you were born, so it really ties it down to like your specific, like a birth chart, not just yeah. like your, not just like your sun sign, which is what everyone knows. Which, by the way, I just want to let you know, I've been steady in trouble with everything in life <laughs> since <laughs> I got this app. <laughs> so I know it's true because it says thinking and creativity, spirituality, social life, sex and love, and self. What is my pressure? You are finally surrendering. Clean your altar, bring offerings, be open to signs. All you have to do is be honest about who you are. Well, I just was. So good. I'm on the right track. Hello. You're both thinking practically today. Listen to their concerns without trying to make them go away. Speak freely with each other. That's our compatibility. 
Oh, our, and our compatibility, compatibility is intellect and communication. Wow. Tell me why CoStar is it. We did speak freely today before wow. reading this. Around. Oh, that's cool that it combines it. So, <clears throat> cleared my throat. Um, that's it. There's no closer for that. The end. That was mm. more serious. We still want your guys' feedback, please. Anything you have to say. Like, um, was this good? Was it too sad to hear this kind of stuff? Was it good to hear this kind of stuff to, like, talk about it? But and also, we're not going to always have, like, sad, sad or, yeah. like, uh, episodes like this. Like, we're going to have, like, some fun, like, laughable episodes. This one just happened to be this. Yeah, it, it just worked. Because then, because we discussed this, and you guys will know, this will tie into next week's episode, which will be about diet. And I hate to use that word. I hate using that word, um, especially now because I'm trying to do better in my life when it comes to food. So diet to me means you're cutting food out. Um, I just like to say eating habits, like or just what we eat. Um, more than likely talking about Gerard and them being vegan, um, food allergies, which we're going to have to try and find a way to like really bring that down a bit because that can be a big topic. But I think we can kind of scrunch it down. But I think it's good that <clears throat> you talk about that. Like I think your, to, I think that episode will be more focused on you because I think people don't know about that kind of stuff. Like if you were to tell people that you went to a, a what, what, what kind of, what was her title? Oh, a naturopathic doctor. Yeah. And she told you that you're allergic to all these things and that's the cause of X, Y, and Z. Yeah. And that when you notice that just by doing that, like, I don't want to talk too much about it, but a lot of people aren't aware that what you eat affects how Your you body. look, how you feel. Yeah. So that'll so be, I think that'll be a good episode. Yeah. So that's why we talked about, but that's why we started with body image today because then it can tie into more things about body, food, diet. So this is basically our negativity towards our relationship with food Next time will be our positive relationship with food because you have your reasons for being vegan. I have my reasons for being 50% vegan. Um, and we'll be able to kind of go into it with you guys about what we do know and why we do what we do. And it'll be nice because it's you and I are two different perspectives, not in a bad way, but yeah, I'll eat a deer straight from the fucking forest. And you're like, but like, I also don't, uh, I guess we can talk about that later, but yeah. Yeah. I was, like, I was like, now we're just going to tie it into next episode. So here we are. Thank you. <laughs> we're just going to get two done <laughs> Tying into episode four and episode <laughs> five. Um, thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, we had a lot of fun. It was really nice hearing you talk about your stuff. I mean, I've like, I know I've known about it, but, like, hearing you say it, just you yourself saying it, you know, um, it was actually really nice. And same, you told me stuff. You said stuff today that I was never even aware of. Like, I knew some of that stuff, but I didn't know the extent or the severity of the stuff. Uh, That's true for you, too, though. Because I didn't know... Because I didn't know you in your younger life. So I didn't know you were actually bullied at such a young age. You know, I knew that you... Like, you said you just didn't really have friends. But I could always chalk that up in my head as you being more of an introvert. Not necessarily not having friends in the sense of like you actually were bullied and stuff. So look at that, you guys. After 10 years, we are still learning shit about each other, which is even going to be better for this podcast because we'll probably still learn shit about each other. And then after, really? yeah, after the podcast, we'll probably have to stop talking entirely forever because we know yeah. too much. <laughs> <clears throat> um, with that being said, 
Thanks for listening to our podcast. Remember to follow us on Instagram at bicoastalpod, one word. You can also follow our personal accounts at notyourcupofb, N-O-T-Y-O-U-R-C-U-P-O-F-B-E-E. And mine is at jdl, at J-A-E dot D-E-E dot E-L-L. And you can listen to us on Spotify. And now we're officially on Apple Podcasts. So make sure to subscribe, rate, and review because we'd really appreciate the support. So until next time. Bye.